Happy New Year's, everybody. Welcome into the Dynasty Mafia podcast. It is 2021. We made it through 2020. A lot of people didn't think we could, but we did. We are here now at week 17. As much as it doesn't matter for fantasy, because you obviously should have had your championship game last week, hopefully you are the champion uh, of your league or multiple leagues. But it's just fantastic that Week 17 is uh, here for the NFL in general, and that we even just get to talk about playoffs, uh, what we're gonna, which is what uh, some of the things we're gonna do today. Uh, so again, welcome in, welcome in. Uh, I'm your host Antonio Denisi, and with me as always, Keenan and Eric. What's going on today, fellas? New Year's Day going live for everybody. Yeah, wow. You know, it's nice to see you guys. Uh, Happy New Year to both of you. Um can't uh, believe that the season's over and uh, can't believe I only won two championships. How about you guys? <laughs> yeah, I, I got three, so I won up on you. Oh. Um, but yeah, Happy New Year. Uh, I'm just glad that we got through the season. <laughs> there were so many people before the season saying there was no way it was going to finish. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but yeah, we made it. So, yeah. so we're here we have now. To keep, uh, yeah. Yeah, you got to keep your, your you had to keep everything open. You got to stay water. We really didn't have a lot of issues, thankfully. But I, I'll tell you one thing, I didn't get a championship this year, uh, redraft or dynasty. But I did win the fantasy cares eliminator I've been talking about. So um, that was really exciting uh, to do. But it really seemed like a lot of leagues. I, I don't know, like. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, I guess, but like a lot of people that usually don't win were winning in leagues that I was in. Um, and I don't know really how to take that. Um, but a lot of good people, a lot of uh, people that I respect in the community and know in the community, and then even uh, you guys, just we didn't have as good of years as usual. Um, and I think that has to do with obviously COVID, but a lot of players just underperformed, a lot of elite stars yeah. underperformed. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's what it is. I think it's more, I think it's more players underperforming and I, I think I made the prediction earlier before the season started I, I didn't I said that no rookies would make an impact in this season because of COVID issues but I felt like this year more than any other year we had rookies dominate um in some some weeks you had Justin Jefferson dominate weeks you had uh Jonathan Taylor last few weeks uh Clyde Edwards Hilaire had a couple great you know um games i I guess I was completely wrong on that where I completely, you know, in redraft stayed away from rookies and, and try to grab, you know, Mark Andrews in the second round. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, I mean, I was on more of the proactive train of the rookies. I know we talked about wide receivers, yeah. especially how many could get over a thousand yards. Um, yeah. Of course. Yeah. What's happened is, is crazy, especially the last two years with what we've seen with wide receivers and running backs. But, the I mean a lot of first round busts right CMC got injured MT got uh, Michael Thomas was injured uh, Barkley had yeah Barkley went down Kamara had a horrible stint for a few games when you really needed him uh, when when Drew Brees was out um, Zeke obviously with Dak going down Clyde edwards helaire had so much hype uh, Miles Sanders got injured I mean it's it really was uh, digging was in the bad. trenches here. It was bad. It really was like if you had an amazing quarterback, one of those top six or seven that kind of, uh, that kind of uh, moved themselves away from everybody else. That that really helped make up for any issues that you kind of had. Um, and obviously Travis Kelsey doing what he did, 
Uh, I think he's leading the league in yards right now. So uh, he's obviously. And I was completely wrong on that too. I said that he'd uh, <laughs> my bold statement. I got we got to go back and look at those. But uh, yeah. that one bold statement, I said that he'd end up the third uh, tight end this year, and he is, you know, dominating still. So slapped in the face. Hey, you said McCaffrey wouldn't be in the top five, so I mean. Hey, and that was that was my big one. That was my big one. Got it right. <laughs> I did say, oh, you know, injuries uh, injury can play a factor in this. The mama touches he's had the last. Should have done a should next year. We'll have to do points per game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I well, I, would, been I, I saw on Twitter someone tweeted, you know, like the top ten um, redraft from last year uh, picks, and they were all bad. I think. Um, I think besides Kamara, everyone else was underperformed from the top ten. Yeah, there were there were seven or eight I remember too. Yeah, I agree with yeah. you, but like not fully injury as well. Yeah, with a lot of top, but we had some we had more quarterback injuries last year. Thankfully, not as much this year. Um, yeah. But yeah, we we transitioned out of the new year. We transitioned officially to the off season for us. Um, we're gonna be here uh, the whole off season. Um, still kind of working out the kinks of of uh, the frequency of episodes, but uh, we're not going away. And uh, hopefully, none of you do either. Make sure to tell. Tell uh, any other people that are in the fantasy community about us. Uh, share the wealth. Um, but we're just excited you're here, and thanks for being along with the ride. So with uh, with New Year being the theme, when uh, when do you stop saying Happy New Year's? When is that comfortable date where you're like, eh, it doesn't need to be said anymore? Is it today? Tomorrow. <laughs> Yesterday at midnight. <laughs> or, this, or today at midnight. <laughs> Whatever. Well, it's That's such it. a weird window because yeah. most people aren't working. And yeah. you're obviously going to go back to work, but this being a whole weekend, so you're going to go back on January 4th, uh, you know, those nine to fivers or, or who have you. Um, are you, you know, is it too late on January 4th? Yeah. I never, never thought about it before, but I'd say, I guess, a couple of days it kind of starts to die down. Everyone is over it. Yeah. Everyone's just ready to. Come April, I'm going to be like, Happy New Year's, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's always a new year till it's uh, an old year. Which exactly. Won't be till next year, right? Exactly. <laughs> well, I was just wondering. I, I agree. I, I think, like you know, especially this year, like today is the last time I'll probably say it. Uh, I'm sure um, uh, people will, will say it to me on, on Monday at work. So honestly, like a, give them give them a good old you too. It's like an overrated holiday to me. I never never really cared for it. Just another day in my book. You know, I had a lot of fun, you know, when we were kids. Or, or Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too. When we we're, when we're, you know, 15 years old, it, hiding in your parents' basement and sneaking <laughs> beer and vodka. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we all did, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, just blowing, it, blowing under the bus there. Wow. Yeah, well, sorry, it. Ralph. No, yeah, sorry, no, Ralph. it's all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, those were good times. But now that, you know, you and I, you know, we're, we're parents and, uh, obviously the kids aren't fully at an age where they kind of understand what's going on. But, um, for me, I'm like, damn, I haven't made it up till 12 in a couple of years. We did last night, but definitely was really? the first time in a few years. I make, I make it past 12 at least a couple times a week. Yeah. Well, you guys know me. I, I can't, I can't pot after like nine 30 most nights. <laughs> Dude um, needs 12 hours of sleep. You need beauty sleep. It's and a nap. And on. a nap. Yeah. So he sleeps for six, for, uh, 16 hours a day. That's 16 hours each day and eight hours up. <laughs> uh, I just realized I have my mic still in front of me. My mic's unfortunately went to the pooper, it looks like, or something. We got to call IT on that one to get them to fix it. Um, 
we have it let's, <laughs> let's talk let's talk about week uh week 16 here we have a uh, another record elvin kamara looked like he brought a bunch of joy to fantasy championships on christmas day uh for new orleans with his six rushing well six touchdowns i think they're all rushing yeah six rushing touchdowns which yeah. was an nfl record uh, but obviously we had to play Saturday, we had to play Sunday, and of course Monday. Did you think that Sean Payton didn't want Kamara to get that sixth touchdown because your boy Taysom Hill wound up getting the carry on like the two-yard line for that sixth one? Would have been the sixth one. The seventh, right? You're talking about the seventh. No, it would have been, no, the, the, it would have been his sixth touchdown. Though he scored six, but he, got it, he wound up getting it afterwards. I don't think Sean Payton expected them to have another opportunity because I think it was like with five or six minutes in the game. So I almost think he was like, all right, all right, you have another chance now. I kind of have to give it to him, but I really didn't want him to break the record and Taysom Hill is just stepping in to say a big old Why wouldn't you want him to break the record though? I was just, I was watching the game and for, I I didn't understand. Like they were actually getting boos from the crowd. The crowd booed them when Taysom Hill scored the touchdown. The 2000 people that were in the fans? Yeah, yeah, however many, but it made absolutely no sense to me. I was very glad they had another one, and I believe he had the dropped catch that would have given him eight. Um, but the rushing wise, at least, I didn't like that Peyton did that. You know, I don't know. You know what I don't like is the NFL find him uh, Elvin Kamara five thousand dollars for having yeah. like a, like a different color cleat or something on. So I tweeted, <laughs> I said, I, I hope. Uh, Kamara gets his money back after they ask ask him uh, if he if they could put his cleats in in Canton, Ohio. So I, yeah, you know, but yeah, that's very. That, I did like that tweet. That was uh, kind of funny, and they, they got to follow the rules or some dumb. They're not up you know, I almost league. in our two keeper league where I was a number one seed in that league. Um, and our buddy Eric Kalinsky, he was number two. He had a Kamara, and. Miles Gaskin almost helped me come back and win that game because he had such a big game against Oakland. And if I would have started um, the tight end for Atlanta over over uh, Green Bay's tight end uh, Tunyon, I would have won. I would have came back and beat him with with him having Kamara. But we ended up well, splitting that's... the pop. We ended up splitting the pop before before the game Kamara game started. So. I, it was, I guess, it didn't hurt as as bad. Yeah, I went well, up against. Like, oh, so I went up. Again. I went up against. Yeah, you're good. Sorry, I wanted to go over. I did want to just mention real quick because you're going to talk about that, which I'm sure will bring up some players. But Alvin Kamara, obviously, like we we keep talking about, had that amazing week. But as I mentioned, we you thought you had the win on Christmas yeah. Day, but we had a lot of other good performances and players yeah. that stepped up. So, Eric, talk about a little more of who you maybe had on your side. Yeah, so I went up against Kamara in our Dynasty League, and luckily I had Stefan Diggs. Is that the league you won? I also had Mike Evans. So Is that the I, league you won? Yeah. I won, yeah, I won uh, the three leagues I won, I only, well, I only had Mike Evans and Diggs in one of them. Who'd but the, the other one I had, I had Josh Allen. Uh, Snyder. Dan Dan, Snyder. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, was Dan but, talking crap to you after the Kamara six game, six touchdown performance? No, he was. Just, we were just laughing because he was just, he was surprised because he was yeah. he wasn't even watching the game. He was doing something yeah. else. It was Christmas, and yeah. he looked. He was like, "Wow, yeah." Because yeah. um, I would have been talking crap. I, I would have 
thought I, I won I won the league. He told me after after Mike Evans played, he was like, "Man, I really thought I had this one in the bag." He's like, "You got a chance now." And then obviously I had Diggs on Monday and yeah, put me over the top by like twenty points. I needed twenty four points from Diggs and. I got 44. Exactly, exactly what we're talking about. Kamara had the five touchdowns, but then Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers stepped up. Adams had almost 150 yards and three touchdowns. Um, Mike Evans, like you mentioned, 180 yards on 10 catches with two touchdowns because, you know, Tom Brady had to goad it up for all the haters and put up 300, almost 350 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. Did they play a non-playoff team again? Hey, they did play Atlanta. Yeah. They did play Atlanta. But, no, they didn't. Uh, no, they didn't. Mahomes played. Oh, Atlanta. I'm sorry. They're they're playing. No, I'm sorry. They're playing Atlanta. Yeah. Um, they, they did play the Bengals. Yeah, yeah. Bengals. I think they're oh, one they and seven Bengals. against playoff teams or something. Or they have one win against playoff teams. Yeah. One and five. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the rest are all, all their wins are against non-playoff teams. Yeah, Mike. It, it's going to be interesting what they do in the playoffs. Um, but I think they're getting hot at the right time. Uh, Michael Gallup showed up out of nowhere with Andy Dalton. Uh, 120 yards and two touchdowns. That probably, you know, upset some people. Uh, but like you said, Miles Gaskin, 100 and nearly 70 total yards and two touchdowns. I believe a lot of that was in the second half too, because Selvin Ahmed had started but wasn't doing too well. The one, uh, ca- the one catch was like a 60-yard touchdown with like, yeah. yeah, with three minutes ago or whatever. Time. Or not garbage time because was, they had there was yeah. a crazy ending with that. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm hoping that Dolphins don't draft the. Running back, he, he's yeah. gonna be my steal in dynasty, man. Yeah, uh, well, maybe he'll show up on our top 12 later, maybe not. You gotta stay tuned. Uh, but that was a crazy ending with that Miami. Uh, they pulled two again, guys. And my, Eric, you and I were kind of watching the game together, and I said, if they pull two right now, they cannot put him back in, especially if Fitz actually makes this work. And, now they have to put him in, <laughs> and then Fitz made it work, and it's like, wow, now. Now, who are you going to start? And I said, you know, you had to stick with Fitz. You're, you're hurting the confidence of Tua. You clearly think Fitz is the one that's going to help you win, uh, and that's the decision they made, but Fitz has COVID. So, well, no, he said after the right, game sorry, that they Fitz were going back backup. to Tua. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's a, I said the decision they should have made, uh, but, yes, Tua was starting. Tua now will officially keep starting because Fitz has COVID. It's um, Tua good. Against Buffalo. I like Tua. Um, it's like the only good. rookie. You don't throw the ball down the field. Well, that's that's uh, his, That's on him, though. That's why he got pulled. Because he's is he scared to throw it down the field? I think it could be part of it. I mean, it could be part of it for sure. Uh, his his A dot uh, average depth of target or intended air yards has not really been uh, as high as, as we'd hoped. I think it's like under five. Um, he's like he the only like, rookie quarterback in recent memory, like that was drafted in the first round. That I mean, I guess not in recent memory, but I mean, I'm, look at um, you know Herbert, how well he's played and. And I'm trying to think who who's drafted last year in the first round. It doesn't matter. He just he hasn't he's underperformed. Um, no, he certainly has. Uh, he certainly has. What was that? That was Dan Jones here. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Never mind. I take it back. He's. I mean, but, I guess Herbert kind of is the only one that's really blown up on. Three years ago. Yeah, it's all right. I'm yeah. like on that part too because I'm trying to. Just go over, I think that was, and then, oh, the Diggs-Allen connection. The Diggs-Allen connection, yeah. Uh, Stephon Diggs had 100, almost 150 yards and three touchdowns. Josh Allen had another four, I believe, total. Uh, they just stomped the Patriots. 
And we're going to talk about the playoffs, uh, as I said, because the Bills are fighting for the two. Kansas City locked up the one. Five teams can make four spots in the AFC. Uh, the NFC, they don't have a number one seed just yet. Uh, so that's going to be interesting to dive through. Uh, but I don't know. I think uh, I think what we want to talk about is the Ravens being hot. The Jets win against the Browns. Uh, Big Ben having a comeback uh, that saves them so far, or would have the tried comeback. Um, and then, like I said, Rogers killing it as Green Bay still hot. So let's just run through a few of these quick before we maybe talk some DFS. Um, so Dalton's redemption here. Uh, where he kind of showed up, well, did more than show up, uh, with his 377 and three touchdowns, the Cowboys still have a chance at the playoffs. And you saw, like I said, uh, Michael Gallup do really well with 120 yards and two touchdowns. Who is their wide receiver one next year? If they re-sign Amari, you know, Keenan, you and I were just talking before this that he's he's the number 20 wide receiver. They're not going to re-sign Amari. You don't think so, huh? No. Not with the way Gallup's been playing. I, they need, uh, they, they need to to upgrade their defense there. They need to re-sign Dak. They still got to pay Zeke, you know, unless they trade him and get out of that contract somehow. But for the next couple of years, at least, they got to pay Zeke. I they with the way CD and Gallup are playing, I just don't see a need for them to pay Amari Cooper an extension. I mean, well, they, they need to fill Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's assigned till 2024. He is, but they can get out of his contract. In 2021, he can get out. I think I, I do agree with Eric. I think they will have to get out of that contract. I mean, that's, they'll be under contract next year for sure. Yeah, next but. year. Yeah, but I'm saying after that, it, after that year, they're going to have to get out. That's $22 million in cash space that they'll have available after they get out. Especially if if Lamb and Gallup keep improving the way they are, and you're paying Lamb for another year or two after next year on a rookie contract, I think you have to get out of it. I, I it has nothing to do with how well Amari Amari plays. I it's just a cap issue, and will the cap go down? Will the cap stay the same after this season and next but year? They'll also that's have what I'm pay, they'll also have to pay Gallup after 2021 as well. Right. So, Antonio, do you think? they keep Amari instead of Gallup? Is that what you're suggesting? Well, I, I guess the reason I proposed the question initially is like, who's their number one next year? Because if they transition their number one over to CD Lamb, there. then who does their number two become? Amari Cooper is number one there as long as he's a Dallas Cowboy. Well, and we all agreed that's going to be yeah. one more year. So you're yeah. saying next year. So they're going to they're going to have CD Lamb wait another year to potentially get I mean, those. I mean, look at, yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, look at Ridley and, and Julio. Yeah, I mean they were Dak. They were without Dak. Um, I don't think that matters. I think and Dak and Amari. Well, Dak and Amari were killing it. CD was getting the touchdowns in the beginning of the year, but Dak and Amari were yeah. still giving a lot of the targets. He they're literally one. They're literally both this year. Amari's uh, the fifteenth wide receiver overall so far, and CD's the sixteenth. So I mean, with this last game, I mean, I mean for the fantasy season, obviously Amari was ahead of him, but it was only a ten point difference fantasy wise. And when Dak was in. CD was the number one, and I just I think next year you know for sure CD is going to be the number one. I thought Mario targeted him. Do you not? I mean, for fantasy, I believe CD was ahead yeah, of because he was getting the touchdowns, right? 
Yeah. Right. But I, yeah, I, 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 yeah, more so fantasy. So, um, so for fantasy wise, I think CD next year is going to be putting up the wide receiver one numbers. Listen, I don't. As long as the quarterback and the OC can make it work, they could have two number ones next year. Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the way I see it. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Um, if Amari's there, I don't think he's going to take away from Lamb, and I don't think Lamb's going to take from Amari. Um, yeah, Deck was throwing the ball a hell of a lot of times. I mean, they were throwing fifty times a game because that defense was so bad. Nothing that I expected, and yeah. Zeke's obviously taking a big hit because of that. Um, so uh, that's going to be interesting wow. to see how this offseason goes. And like I said, we're uh, going to talk to him again. Now that you mentioned Zeke, I I didn't even think about putting him in my top twelve. Spoiler alert: his name didn't even cross my mind. It, but go on, go on. Yeah, well, it's it's just it's scary. I mean, he was getting yeah. catches with Dak, but again, if you're throwing the ball fifty times a game, you're probably going to see five or six targets as the running back. Yeah, um, it's just it's just how they're going to come in next year, and that's what they're going to decide to continue to do because they weren't winning games, you know, they were not winning games. So, I mean, obviously their their defense was injured in the beginning. COVID is is hopefully less. Uh, Side note, Eric, if you're trying to get tickets at three thirty, the AFC wildcard tickets are sold out, officially sold out. The Bills make a statement. Uh, someone is on the site right now trying to buy tickets and on their website, 2020 AFC wildcard tickets are sold out. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Season ticket members. I'm still going to try it. Three. Keep going. Yeah. Keep it trying. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, as we're talking about the bills right now, they have things to play for. Um, maybe we'll just start, you know, let's just head right into the playoffs. Cause I'm sure we're going to, you know, keep talking about the team. So, um, the Bills have things to play for. Uh, they obviously want to fight for that second seed. They'd like that home field, especially if Kansas City were to, you know, potentially lose uh, their first game. What is going on with Pittsburgh? They, they had a comeback uh, against Indianapolis. Um, Big Ben was able to rally, and they were able to score three touchdowns on their last four drives. But if the Bills win and the Pittsburgh loses here against the Browns, you know, maybe Keenan's looking a little bit more better than I am right now than this, but uh, so there's five AFC teams that still are fighting for the playoffs. It's, uh, I believe, Tennessee, uh, Houston, Baltimore, Baltimore uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, Miami, and Indy. All 10 to 5 right now. In, yeah, Indy's, so Indy's uh, the team looking in, looking outside looking in. Um, so they, I mean, they I think. Most help I, well, I don't think they need, I don't think. I think the other three teams control their destiny, but if one of those teams lose in, in, in these indie wins are in, and I, I could see, honestly, I could see Cleveland losing to a Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, second string offense quarterback or whatever. They just lost to the Jets. I mean, they didn't have all their wide receivers, but I don't know. I could see Miami losing to the bills and Indy getting in. Um, who's Baltimore playing the Jacksonville. No, they're not playing. Yeah. Indy's, Indy's playing Jacksonville. Baltimore uh, is playing. Are playing against the Bengals. Yeah, they're going to win that game most likely. So, you know, yeah, I so think you, my, I think I think Miami will end up losing to the Bills. I can see that happening, and Miami being the outside team looking in. That's uh, that is how I see it. Right now, as today, but tomorrow I could go back to thinking that Cleveland's going to lose. That's and what, Cleveland's. Yeah. Not going to make it. Uh, but 
the reassurance, at least, or what I want as a Bills fan is I, I don't want us to sit anybody. I know there was talks about that. I'm not even. I just want to make sure we have a comfortable lead if we're going to do it because I want the win because I don't want to have to travel to Pittsburgh. Um, there's just no reason to have to travel at all if you don't need to, of course. But also, Baltimore cannot get the seventh seed, and they are just the hottest team in the league right now. I don't. I don't want to play Baltimore as, as confident as I am that we can beat Baltimore. They're on a four-game win streak. Their last their last loss was a five-point loss to the Steelers, which um, was also close, as we remember. Uh, but they haven't lost by more than a touchdown now that I'm looking all season. All season, actually. I haven't realized that. Besides the Chiefs. The Chiefs, they haven't lost by a touchdown all year. So they're super – they're killing it. Lamar Jackson's running the ball like crazy. Um, and the Ravens cannot get a, a seventh seed, so – what do you guys think about the Ravens right now? J.K. Dobbins is coming along. Marquise Brown keeps scoring touchdowns. Lamar Jackson looks like his last year self. Keenan, what's what's going on right now with the Ravens? Are they the hottest team in the AFC right now? Let me look at their schedule. <laughs> They've played the Giants, the Jaguars, trash, the Browns, trash, and the Cowboys. Trash. Now, <laughs> I agree with you. The, the competition hasn't been the best, but... They're doing what they need to do to win, and they're doing what they did last season. They're bringing it, transitioning it over, and it seems like what they haven't been able to fully do now. So uh, if they can go on the road to play a team like Pittsburgh as the third seed, I think they could win. I, I mean, out of all the teams that we're talking about, if like being a Bills fan, I think I'm more scared of Baltimore than any of those other teams, just because I give Lamar a lot of crap. Um, but I think he is the most dominated. He, he's the best quarterback out of those four teams that are that possibly can play the Bills. Um, are they the hottest team? Whatever, they're playing some crap teams. I think you know who the hottest team in the league is right now. It's the Bills. Bills yeah. yeah, and 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 the Bills are playing good teams. Baltimore's playing Jacksonville, who was trying to lose. The Cowboys, who don't have, you know, they suck. And whoever, who else do they play? Cleveland's okay, I guess. So, I, no, they're not the hottest team. They've just played average teams. They um, played average teams, but like we said, they're doing it in fashion. Eric, give me a shot. Yeah, I'm going to hop in. Um, so I do agree that Buffalo Bills are definitely the hottest team in the NFL right now in the AFC, clearly. Um, but they have had an easy schedule, but they've still, like, some of the teams, like, they've blown out teams, and they've beaten some good teams. Like like the Browns, they, they beat 38-6. to um, You know, the Texans, we thought, were a decent team at first. They blew them out 33-16. Um, the Bengals, they blew them out 27-3. But they're still, you know, the Colts. They're they're a good play. They're a playoff contender right now. They beat them twenty four to ten. Like they're they're a good team, and they're going to they're going to be a force in the playoffs. And I'll be honest, I I don't want to play them in the playoffs as a Bills fan. I don't, you know, I obviously think our Bills would beat them. Um, believe in the Bills, but yeah, they're just a team I, I would rather not face at least round one. So, is Lamar Jackson looking like a complete different Lamar Jackson to you than the first ten games, the first eight games, nine games? Like, do you think he's back right now to his his form of last season, or do you think it's like like you said, a a proponent of who they're playing? 
That's who they're playing, in my opinion. I don't think he – I don't – I'm not saying he's playing any – besides that Cleveland game where he actually threw the ball down the field, that's like the only game this season where he actually looked like a legit quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. All right. I, yeah. Yeah. It's – Right. He, he relies on it. He relies on his feet way too much, in my opinion. It that's that's my that's my thing with him. Um, well, you're not going to win that way in the playoffs. So <laughs> maybe, maybe. No, he's good. Uh, he's, right, so let's. He's you know what I'm looking forward to? I'm looking forward to for Lamar Jackson choking again, again in the playoffs and getting blown out. <laughs> that's what I'm looking forward to. By the Bills. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I, t- I keep telling you, it doesn't matter who the Bills play. Week uh, first week of the playoffs, they're gonna beat them. Whoever it is, it could be. I, I, I do truly believe we're gonna win. I just, yeah. I just rather not face them. I guess there, there's other. I'd rather face like the Browns or something. And people outside of Buffalo can you know make make fun of that statement, but this team is uh, is focused. I've never seen a a football team in Buffalo at least this focused, and I think they will be an AFC Championship game with Kansas City. I think a lot of people believe that right now. Not even have to be a, a Bills fan to say that. Uh, we, we're talking about hot teams right now. Is Aaron Rodgers the hottest player in the NFL right now, which would potentially make Green Bay the hottest team in the league? Uh, he's got a league leading, was it forty-two touchdowns right now? I, I do Having think the best year of his career. Devontae Adams do, has seventeen. I do think he is the current MVP. As sad as I say that, you know, I do want Josh Allen to win MVP, but, but I do think Rodgers right now is the MVP, but I wouldn't say he's the hottest player in the NFL. That I would give to Josh Allen just because he's the young guy who's finally stepped into and blossomed into this great quarterback. And so I I think he is the hottest player in the NFL, and this, I would still think Rodgers is currently the MVP. MVP. This con- the MVP conversation has me so frustrated. Mahomes is going to win. Let me tell you that right now. Mahomes is going to win. He's the MVP. They are so far up Mahomes, you know what, that they're going to vote him in. Where in reality, we're, we're in reality, he should be number three. And it, it should be between Allen and Rodgers right now. And the reason I think the, the reason I think it should be Allen is, one, schedule. Two, Aaron Rodgers has a better run game, and he has better weapons around him. I know everyone wants, you know, I saw someone on Twitter saying, because uh, the Bills are potentially going to sign Kenny Stills, uh, how much help does Allen need? Really? I mean, is Allen, is Allen getting the help or is Allen helping Cole Beasley? Is Allen helping John Brown? Is Allen helping um, Dawson Knox? Dawson Knox in college did not have one touchdown uh, reception. Cole Beasley was getting two or three receptions a game in, in Cleveland or in Dallas. And John Brown was probably one of the more unused wide receivers in Arizona. And in Baltimore, they ended up drafting um, Hollywood Brown after they signed him, and he was a wide receiver too there. So I don't. I think Josh Allen definitely doesn't have the half the weapons that Aaron Rodgers has. I mean, Aaron Jones is having a great year. I who's better, Adams or or Devontae Adams or Stephon Diggs? Don't who's ask better? The question. I mean, I mean, of course, it's Devontae Adams. Yeah, course. I mean, but by 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 a little a bit, yeah. It's but a I mean, discussion. after that, I think I think Rodgers has the better weapons, and I think Rodgers has. He's playing the easier schedule too, so 
but I it, it should be. I think Rogers should win it if if the media had or whoever votes had the balls. Allen would win it, but it's going to be Mahomes, in my opinion. Yeah. So I'm just adding these up here because in the last, so in the last ten games, Rogers has three or four touchdowns in eight of them, total touchdowns. In the last ten games for Allen, two, three, four, five, he has it in six out of the last ten. But obviously he has the rushing ability, so uh, that does change things a little bit. Um, but yeah, both teams, I believe, have only one loss in that span. Um, it's it's going to come down to the wire. I think it's going to be the tightest MVP race we've seen in a long time. Uh, we know last year was Lamar, two years ago was Mahomes. Uh, it was a Gurley three years ago, so they... No, Gurley was not three years ago. I'm crazy. That would have been like six years ago. If you... Um, if you look at Mahomes' schedule and Mahomes, you know, or or the results from the Kansas City games, Kansas City's winning one possession games where the Bills are just smoking opponents. And yeah, a lot of that is not on Kansas City or on Mahomes' shoulder, or it shouldn't be all on Mahomes' shoulders. But come on. Also, I don't know if you guys saw that um, that ELO ratings, ELO ratings. Did you guys see that on Twitter? I don't think I did. They have Josh Allen ahead of Mahomes and Rodgers. So they rank every every single throw, every single snap. And Allen's at 284, Mahomes at 274, and Rodgers at 258. Interesting. Very interesting. So I think what we'll do with that is maybe we'll shift over to uh, the DFS lineup. Um, so that's going to – Wrap up our conversation with the playoff picture because uh, we're going to move more into that next week. Um, but I just kind of want to talk a little bit about uh, the NFC. Well, actually, let's just finish real quick with the NFC. Who, who's going to get that number one seed this week? Do you think it's going to be the Packers? Do you think it'll be the Saints or the Seahawks? Should be the Packers. I mean, if it if Aaron Rodgers is MVP, it should be the Packers. It'll be the Packers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. All well, they got to do is win. Win and they got. All they got to do is win. Yeah. Before we move on to DFS, let's talk about Washington real quick. Oh, yeah. With Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, let's talk about the NFC East has the potential for uh, three teams. Is that right, Keenan? Three? I know you're the expert right now with the playoff stuff. Is it Dallas? Does the Giants also have an opportunity? No, I think it's just Dallas and Washington, actually. So if Washington loses and Dallas wins, Washington will have the breaker. Yeah, Philly's um, eliminated. Um, yeah. So Washington needs to win pretty much um, to get in. But they play – who do they play? Let's see here. Hunt. Washington plays the Eagles. It's Eagles, got, yeah. It got moved to Sunday night. Yeah, um, and look at well, the Giants. So the Giants can get in. They need a lot of help. Yeah, the Giants have yeah. some scenarios. Yeah, they, well, they can and get it's in. It's interesting. Yeah, the crazy thing with uh, the Washington is that they could go from being their division winner this week to if they lose and everything else falls into play somehow for them, they could be the number three overall pick. What would you rather have? If you're if you're the coach uh, in GM was, Washington, what would you rather have right now? The playoff and get blown out by the Saints or have the number three pick and possibly get a quarterback because you just cut your first-round draft pick from last year this past week because he can't stay out of the strip club and is immature. Um, so who, 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 what you would know, you rather have as a franchise? You're asking me, me as if I was in that position, I would want to lose. Um, of course. But yeah, absolutely. At the same point, they haven't won the division in a little while. It's, I think, since Kirk Cousin days. And 
they have an opportunity to do something special or make that special with all of the adversity that's gone on this year with Washington, the name change, the scandals, bringing in Rivera, cutting Haskins. Uh, but at the same point, come on, Alex Smith will not be your quarterback of the future. Dwayne Haskins clearly wasn't. We all know that Kyle Allen is not a, a factor at all. You just got Chase Young. Take advantage of it. Keep building. You have, yeah. you found yourself a running back. You know you have a great wide receiver with McLaurin. Yeah. Take advantage. Get him a quarterback. It honestly, right now, Washington has the worst quarterback situation in that in that division. Yes, we talked a lot about what's going on in Philly with with Wentz and uh, Hurts, but I take those two quarterbacks over Alex Smith right now. Um, Dallas has Dak, obviously, and who's the other team? Uh, Daniel Jones in uh, in New York. Right now, Washington has the worst quarterback situation. Where if you get the third overall pick, you're guaranteed to get the kid from Florida or the kid from BYU. You're not going to get um, Sunshine or I almost said I almost said Barrett <laughs> Fields. Yeah, you're not going to get that, but you're still yeah. guaranteed to get a solid quarterback. At that position, or even if you don't that's want to go not, quarterback there, you can you can go and get another you know defensive tackle and that's going to dominate and help that line. Even though you have two good young defensive studs there, yeah, you're just you're just hurting yourself winning. I mean, I think you could win maybe the first game. You have an opportunity. They've been really close. Their defense is good, but you're not going much farther. So take the tank and just get it done with. Uh, we're going to talk more about that next week, though, when we find out what's going on. But Eric, get your. I mentioned Washington. I think they might be one of the teams that might be in line to pick up a quarterback in free agency rather than draft someone. So I, I don't know if one of you just said that or not, but I, I do think that's a real possibility. With the way they played with Alex Smith, this team really is a quarterback away, and they could use that draft capital on other other holes to fill. You know, maybe another wide receiver to go with uh, McLaurin there. Because, like you said, they have Gibson. So, and, you know, really a with all the quarterbacks that are going to be available, I could see it. Maybe yeah, make it. There's potential. There's they trade. They traded for Alex Smith. Maybe they'll trade for Carson Wentz. Or yeah, they got the cap. You know, maybe maybe Jameis. Maybe yeah. Rivera likes Jameis secretly. I mean, Cam Newton had a had a rocket and wasn't the most accurate. So uh, we'll, we'll definitely talk a little more on that next week. We want to get to our DFS lineups and get to our top twelve. Uh, so we can get you all back to your lovely New Year Day, New Year's Day. Uh, but first, make sure you're all following us on Twitter at Dynasty Mafia underscore FF. Make sure you're following myself uh, at Antonio Denisi FF, uh, Keenan at Keenan underscore seven one six, and Eric at Eric D underscore FF. If you can't see, it's right under here. Pointing at it, we all got those in our corners. Um, if you're on YouTube, and if you uh, are on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. Um, we just, you know. Love uh, and appreciate getting the word out. So, with the season being over, we obviously know now uh, you shouldn't be playing in Week 17 championships. What do we have left right now? We have DFS lineups. We're going to go over those right now. Uh, I think we're going to have Keenan start us off. Uh, yeah. What did you week think 17, this week? Week 17 is my favorite week, guys. I don't have to stress about winning or losing, and I don't have to listen to Alex Walter talking crap to me every week. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I got a, I got, I think I got a pretty solid lineup here, guys, uh, for this week. Um, my quarterback is Herbert. He's playing the Chiefs. Uh, he had 26 points last time he played them in week two, and the Chiefs are probably 
I mean, probably they don't care about this game, so they're probably going to be benching all their players. Um, my two running backs, Miles Miles Gaskin playing the Bills. Also, same situation. The Bills are probably benching their uh, their players. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, he's playing Jacksonville, who is ranked 30th against the run. And then I got Devontae Adams, Pat, Packers wide receiver. They have something to play for, and that connection between Rodgers and Adams is unbelievable. My next two, my two wide receivers, I have Tim Patrick at four thousand dollars. He, the way the Vegas uh, Raiders have played against the run is very pathetic, or against the pass is very pathetic. I mean, Aguilar just <laughs> destroyed him last week, and Weller just destroyed him. Or, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was. And then I, my second one is is uh, Calvin Cole Senior here, and let me look at his stats here. Sorry, I just deleted him off my thing. Oh, okay, that's what I want to mention. Three weeks ago, he had uh, 12 targets, and I think he, I think he can get a. If he's getting those targets, I think he can have a really good game for four thousand dollars. You can't really beat that price. Yeah, nice and game. yeah, and my tight end is Irv Smith Jr., who's got three touchdowns in the last three games. And he also scored two touchdowns against uh, Detroit last time they played. But he only had two receptions that game. So <laughs> Detroit's really good against tight ends. But I think he's a big uh, red zone threat there. My uh, flex is uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. for the 49ers. He's been dominating, having really good games lately. And my defense is the Browns, who are playing uh, Rudolph's uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. Well, all right. That's a million-dollar lineup right there. That's uh, a million-dollar lineup right there. I'm that's telling probably you. like whatever second place is because I think I've got the first place uh, this week. <laughs> let me go over, all right, let me go over mine here. So uh, the quarterbacks I, I kind of struggle with a little bit because you really want to get the – that you want to figure out who's going to be your, your potential for the, for the top spot of the week. Um, I think there are a few quarterbacks that can do it, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, um, but you can't – Rodgers, of course, but you can't trust a lot of them because, you know, Mahomes might sit, Josh Allen might sit. If Rodgers gets up, maybe they're going to sit. Uh, it's just kind of tough to pick somebody. So what did I go with? I went down to 7000 bucks. I went with Ryan Tannehill at Houston. Uh, originally, I thought, you know, Derrick Henry might be able to run all over them. And as much as Houston has nothing to play for, they're going to still want to stop Tennessee from uh, having a higher seed. So... I think that they're going to be able to. They're going to come out to play. It's going to be a good game. Last game they played was a shootout. So Tannehill's my quarterback. Um, I didn't piggyback him with anybody in that game though. I with my running backs. I went with Melvin Gordon and Malcolm Brown because Malcolm Brown's the only guy there. I know he's questionable, but Cam Cam Akers being out. Henderson went to IR. Uh, he's only forty three hundred bucks. Melvin Gordon. We know Patrick uh, or Philip Lindsay's been having uh, some injury issues. He gets to play Vegas, who just got torched last week. Uh, so it's gonna be nice to see Melvin Gordon um, hopefully do some hopefully do some good things. Um, also, the reason that I went low with my running backs is because this week I got Devonte Adams, Kelvin Ridley, and Chris Godwin as my three wide receivers, and then my fourth is Josh Reynolds, taking advantage of Cooper Cup being out with COVID. Uh, he's only thirty two hundred bucks. Uh, so are you worried about the quarterback situation there? I'm not. I trust jo uh, Wolford. I, I do. Uh, I liked him in the AAF. I think he can just at least make the short, competent throws that he needs to probably probably make. 
um, especially if they do that with um, uh, with Reynolds. Uh, they might put him on the outside, but targets are targets, and thirty two hundred bucks I liked. And yeah, Dalton I'm thinking Keen, about him. Yeah, Dalton Keene, the tight end for uh, New England. It, this one's really just kind of a crapshoot in there, mostly because the Jets are the worst team against the tight ends. I think they've let up a touchdown like 12 straight games now. Um, so you're really rolling the dice, whether it's Asiasi uh, or Keene um, or whoever the hell else that New England may have. Um, but I threw him in my tight end lineup. So Tannehill, Melvin Gordon, Malcolm Brown, Devontae Adams, Kelvin Ridley, Chris Godwin, Dalton Keene, Josh Reynolds. And then I have the Seahawks wrapping up my defense. They're playing against San Francisco, who we know has been banged up. Um, and their defense has come together lately. Million-dollar lineup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Eric has the million-dollar lineup. There's going to be – you could potentially have about $3 million winners here if people take advantage of this. So we can yeah. split it each. We'll go, we'll go three ways. Take advantage. Uh, yeah, definitely a million dollars here. Um, so, yeah, I, for my quarterback position – I wanted to go cheap, so I'm going to roll out Mitch Trubisky again. Um, you know, he's been playing pretty good the past couple of games, and they're going up against Green Bay, and they have something to fight for here. They they need a win um, to get in. I don't. I'm not sure what else they need exactly. I think did they uh, need someone to they, lose, or just they win and they're in? They, if they win, uh, Mitch Trubisky is in the playoffs, baby. For the what, like third or second or third time in his career. Yeah, yo, he's he's actually really good as a he's twenty seven and I don't think it was twelve as a starter. I don't think he's ever made the playoffs though. He has, he has. Has he? Yeah. Um, oh, was it was it was it the missed field goal there at the end? Was it Parky or whatever who missed the field goal for them to win their first playoff game in like twenty years? Yeah, yeah, I think I, so. Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm going with him. I think you know they're going to need to throw to keep up with Green Bay and. And yeah, I think he's gonna have a good a uh, good week. And then I really like my running back combo here. Uh, I'm going with Jonathan Taylor for at 7,400. Obvious reasons, Indy needs to win, and I think they're gonna steamroll the Jags. So yeah, you know, I'm looking for him to have a big game. And then I'm going with Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> um, I I like what I saw last week out of that offense. I think they're finally gonna turn things around. You've been trash talking them for weeks. Just so you know, you've been trash talking him for weeks. Hey, <laughs> he struggled for a while, but this is DFS. It's week seventeen. They're fighting for that division. That offense got going last week finally, and yeah, I'm rolling him out for sixty four hundred. I I think that's a steal. Um, and then my wide receivers are a bit shaky, except for for my uh, top guy here, which is DK Metcalf. We were talking about him. He uh he was had a little bit of down week the past two weeks, but I think he turns it around has a big week. Um, you know they're they're fighting to get that first overall spot. I'm not sure if they would have the tiebreaker over Green Bay. I don't know if any any of you know that, but no. Uh, but either way, they're fighting no, to stay in that number one, no matter what. If they win, no, oh, yeah. yeah. But either way, they're fighting for that second spot at least. Um, so I think they're going to have to get him going, get that get that passing game going, especially getting into the playoffs. They they just need to do something to to get Russ cooking again. Uh, and then I'm going with Emmanuel Sanders at 5,500. Oh, and DK was 7,300. I don't know if I mentioned that, but Manny Sanders at 5,500. You know, Michael Thomas and 
Uh, Traquan Smith are both on the IR, so there's not much else to throw to there. Um, they're also battling for the two seed with Seattle, I believe. Uh, so I think I think they're going to be uh, putting the pressure on Carolina to, to win that game. And then I'm going with Rashard Higgins. He's back off the COVID list at 4,500. Uh, you know, same with Cleveland. They're they're fighting with with the Colts there and a few other teams to for that um, playoff spot. So I think they're going to have to, you know, also put some pressure on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been struggling, so I think you know he can have a decent game. He's also had a pretty good game in the past few weeks before he had COVID as well. Um, and then <clears throat> for my flex spot, I'm going Darius Slayton. This is this is my biggest wild card, but he has been getting seven, eight, nine targets a week still somehow. And like I said, they're battling for the division, and I think they're going to have to throw a few deep balls to if they want to plan on winning this game. So I think he could potentially have a big, a big week. And then for my tight end position, I got Mark Andrews in there. Baltimore, another team that, that is looking for a win, and I just think they need to get him going before playoffs, and he needs to have a, a big game and build that confidence and build that that passing attack. Um, so, yeah, and then for my defense, I'm going with the Cardinals. I, uh, half of the Rams roster is out this week, so I'm I'm rolling with them. They were 2,800. Oh, and Darius Slayton was 4,100, and Mark Andrews was 5,800. All right. I can mess with that. So it's third-place lineup. That's okay. Yeah. Okay, third-place isn't bad. I'll take that. All right, that's a, that's going to catch up uh, for the DFS. Uh, good luck to everybody this weekend. Uh, now, let's jump ahead. We're in 2021 right now. We are going to talk Dynasty. I've been waiting all season to talk a lot of Dynasty. Uh, very excited to dive into what this offseason is going to bring. But right now, it's going to be our way too early top 12 PPR rankings. Uh, I think what we're going to have is, uh, Eric, maybe, if you want to start uh, talking again, I want maybe have you start off because your list is a little bit, I think it sways a little more than Keenan and mine. This is, this is, this was startup, right? Like a startup draft, dynasty draft? Yeah, startup. So startup today, um, if you were drafting today, where would your top 12 in a PPR look like a single quarterback? So I think we're gonna we're just gonna run through that and maybe just discuss a little bit. Um, I'm not gonna go too yeah, in depth I'll, because I'll, we have a lot of off season to go. Yeah, yeah. I'll just name them all real quick. So in order here from first to twelfth, I got Christian McCaffrey, of course, Elvin Kamara. Now unpopular opinion, Jonathan Taylor, my man. We talked about him a few weeks ago. Uh, and then Tyree Kill, Delvin Cook, Saquon Barkley. Devonte Adams, Nick Chubb. Ooh, I'm gonna switch mine actually. I'm going DK Metcalf, then Nick Chubb, then Ezekiel Elliott, J.K. Dobbins, and Stephon Diggs. Wow, switch yeah, so audibleing on the fly, huh? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I was just looking at. It. I'm as crazy as it might sound. I almost want to like because I love J.K. Dobbins and. I almost want to put him over Zeke too, but I, I just can't right now. Um, I'm I'm a, I'm a little upset about J.K. Dobbins because when we were first doing our dynasty rankings for rookies last off season, he was my number one, and then I let the NFL draft get to me and I bumped him down, and 
I, I'm really wishing I didn't because I think he's going to have a huge year next year. You would think. Um, only I, I, I was the same that. thing with Swift. Yeah. My yeah. only, my yeah. only, I, I see that you have Taylor a couple spots higher than me and uh, Antonio. My only concern is with him really is obviously Rivers isn't going to be there. What the quarterback situation? Well, I don't know about obviously. Well, okay, maybe. Okay, he, he's not going to be there two, three years from well, that's now. That's a big deal. Sure. Yeah. Okay, I can give you that. Um, see, that's not a huge deal to me because I think and I think they can bring someone in that's going to replace what Rivers is able to do. I know he's had a couple great weeks last four or five weeks of the season, but it also doesn't take away from the earlier struggles that he's had and him not being able to break any tackles or or have any runs at, after contact. Um, that does that that scares me a little bit about him, and that's why I don't want to put him over running backs such as a Barkley or a um, or a Delvin Cook. Oh, yeah, I guess know, for for me, know. for me, it's I I kind of like I am more all right with the struggles the running backs had in the beginning of the yeah. season because the off season was yeah. just out of whack, um, and even with you know, the struggles and the limited amount of carries he had in the beginning of the season, he still finished as the running back seven on the year. He still, he had a great year, but I'm just not ready to bump him above a Barkley or a, or who who do you have on the head that I don't? Delvin Cook. Delvin Cook, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. no, he's, on my list, he is ahead of Chubb. But But uh, yeah, I just, I just think if they finally, which I do think they're going to do, is finally give him that full workload for an entire season. Yeah, I don't see how he's not a top three running back. Yeah, but I do agree with you on Dobbins. Um, I think, I think we all thought they would, if they would give him the ball a little bit more this year, and if they did, I think he's higher up on all our lists. Yeah, I don't. I actually, I don't think Dobbins. I don't think. Dobbins is going to be going that high, but that's just where I guess yeah. I have him. I, I think I think the the public and you know, the majority of people aren't you know his ADP. I guess is going to be lower than what's what we might have him. I'm shocked you have Elliott so high. Not going to lie, it, I I still think he's fine. I think I think it was more not having Deck and just the struggles mm-hmm. that that offense went through and. Yeah, I think they turn it around next year, and he's he's back to form. Definitely a buy low guy there this year yeah. in well, fantasy. You're saying you're bringing up a lot of uh, players and uh, how your how your lineup looks, Keenan. Why don't you talk about uh, yours real quick, and then we'll just keep hashing yeah. back at Eric. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got McCaffrey. I think you know he comes back and has you know a great year next year. Delvin Cook is very impressive. He stays healthy. Devontae Adams and Rogers connection crazy. Kamara. Um, then Barkley, I think he comes back, you know, from his injury, just like McCaffrey, and plays well. Then I have a couple wide receivers: Hill, AJ Brown, and DK. I think all three are, you know, the future of that league, if not already the present. Then uh, Jonathan Taylor at nine, Stephon Diggs having a crazy year, um, and then to round off my uh, top twelve, I, I have Henry and Chubb. I think. I think I think I mentioned to you, uh, Eric, after you and I made that trade in um, where I, where you gave me Mixon and Chubb, and I gave you McCaffrey. I think Chubb is going to be a top five running back next year, um, just because of his workload 
and that type of offense that they're running there in Cleveland. Even with Kareem Hunt, though, signing extension. What? Yeah, it, I'm not worried about that at all. I, yeah, I actually did, agree with did he there. did he sign an extension? I mean, he signed an extension before the last five weeks. I mean, what what he was able to do, even with missing the games that he missed. Yeah, I, I don't. It, with the full sixteen games, I mean, I, I haven't actually paced it out or anything of like that, but I believe he would have been on pace to be a top five this year as well. Yeah, you know, I love Nick Chubb. I, I think he's the best pure runner in the NFL. I think he's better than Derrick Henry at, at running that football. Um, I just you got to trust Baker to not have that box stacked, which he's been able to do the last five weeks because he's been able to show up. He's been taking advantage of it. And Chubb still gets the rushing yards, but I don't know. Kareem, I, is, I'm trusting. I'm trusting. This is, I'm trusting that offense. That offense yeah. produces a this top is, running back. This is what this I is see what happening in Cleveland. This is what I see happening in Cleveland. I huh? see. I see them moving on from Odell, and I see Hunt becoming more of a wide receiver slash running back, where he's lining up to, to the outside and Chubb's in the backfield. Because if you look at their cap, their cap hit, their cap. For next year, they're six million over over to the limit right now, and is the cap going to go down or up or down? I see it going down before I see it going up next year. We're saying the same. Um, so I think they're going to move on from Odell because they're. I think they save them. I don't. I forget what it was. I think Eric and you and I were talking about it, and and I think, yes, Hunt's going to be a factor in that offense, but I think it's going to be more of a receiving receiving than than rushing. Yeah, well, Chubb made both your top 12. He didn't make mine. Uh, he's right on the cusp. Uh, well, we know who's wrong. To... <laughs> we'll see. I mean, I know it's – I do have to – like I said, we're way too early right now, but I currently don't have him as my – he might be my 10th running back. So I'm a little concerned. Um, the offseason will bring some light to that. But uh, like you said, we all have CMC as our top. He's my first. Uh, he did lead the league in points per game still, and no very limited work. He's just, just he's, he's great. He's what it is. Delman Cook's my number two, like you, Keenan. Um, that extension helps. I'm not too worried uh, about what's going on uh, with uh, any potential injuries. Uh, that team's always run first as long as Mike Zimmer's there. Uh, Devontae Adams, my top wide receiver. Just the touchdowns. You know he's going to get double digit every single year. Um, Rodgers is still there for a couple more years. Uh, and, and I like to play in a two- to three-year mindset. I think we all kind of have that, that same outlook. Uh, so that's that's what, that's my number one right now is Devontae Adams. Saquon Barkley's my fourth. He's my third running back overall. Uh, you just got to look at what he does, guys. I mean, he had over 90 catches his first year, over 1,500 yards. He's had double-digit touchdowns, or at least on pace, uh, last year in his 13 games, but he had it in his first season. Um He's just shown to be able to do it with a crappy line, with a crappy team, with a crappy quarterback. And if anything goes but nothing but improvement, it's going to get better. Now, I'm the lowest on Kamara between the three of us because in between Kamara and Barkley, I have Kelvin Ridley as my number two wide receiver. He's 26 years old. He's shown that he is now the number one. Matt Ryan's only 35. I don't think they're going to move on from him. They're going to keep him. If not, though, they're obviously thinking somebody better than him is going to come in, and they're going to throw the ball to Kelvin Ridley. It's, it is what it is. I love the guy. Um, and then I have Jonathan Taylor as my fifth running back uh, overall. So I just love I love the work. Uh, I love the production. Uh, I, I'm not worried about the issues that, yeah, we saw issues in college. We're seeing the same issues transition in the NFL. But 
he's still producing. He's very effective over almost five yards of carry. Uh, I love it. Um, Alvin Kamara is extremely efficient, but we saw what the floor can be if next season Drew Brees is gone. If he's gone, Taysom Hill is the guy, and that I freaking hate. I hate that to death. I don't even like him being my sixth running back with Taysom Hill. But you're stupid. I feel stupid not doing that because he gets so many catches. Uh, I had Kamara at three this morning, and then I bumped him down a couple spots. And he's he's turning 26. That's why I did. JT is, like I said, he's over Kamara for me. Uh, He doesn't get the carries either. So if Latavius Murray leaves, they're not just going to automatically give it uh, the ball to him the whole time because we thought that was going to happen uh, when they got rid of uh, the man I'm blanking on right now. So, um, anyways, it, it's just nothing. Nothing. I Ingram. love Kamara. He's very efficient. Yeah, Mark Ingram. Thank you. Um, so we thought that was going to happen. They brought in Murray, and Murray's still doing it. Uh, my number eight overall. My number three wide receiver, Justin Jefferson. Going to be 22 years old. Uh, he's my number one wide receiver coming out. I saw enough to tell me to bring that confidence there that he is a top five wide receiver, the potential to be a number one overall uh, in this league. Almost double-digit touchdowns, over 1,000 yards. They're in a run-first offense. I just said that with Delvin Cook, and he was able to do what he can do. Um, I don't think that if Adam Thielen's gone, that Justin Jefferson cannot produce. The guy's good. Let's just admit it. Better than number nine, DK Metcalf. I love DK Metcalf. But we've also seen the, the polar opposites, the, the yin and the yang, the flip and the flop from him, as well as Tyrell Lockett. Uh, he's going to get double-digit touchdowns, but uh, you can't trust him to get you uh, 100 yards every single game. You hope he can, but he has to break that long one. He'll get better, but I love Justin Jefferson right now, especially with the route running. That's what separates it for me. Tyree Kills, my number 10. He's about to be 27 years old. That's the only reason I have him just a few notches um, beneath Justin Jefferson and Metcalf. But again, has the best quarterback in the world. Always capable for double digit touchdowns. But so can Metcalf and Jefferson. And so can Kelvin Ridley. So everybody here has that potential now. So it doesn't really separate them. What does is the targets. And Tyree Kill will not get the most, uh, at least in my mind, out of these five besides... Uh, well, I'm sorry. Hill will get more than Metcalf and Jefferson. But I believe that they're going to be able to produce a little better. What if? Let me ask you a question. What if Travis Kelsey retires in the next two years? Does that change your and mind? When about- Hill's going to be 29, Hill would definitely jump up to be my number three or four again. Um, because as long as he's tied to Mahomes, he's going to be great. He's probably got five great years of production left. But if Metcalf and Jefferson can create. So I was about to ask you. Too, I mean, I notice I'm the only one that has Tyreek Hill as my number one wide receiver for Dynasty. Um, after what he did this year, you're telling me you wouldn't want four to five years out of Tyreek Hill over some of those other guys? I'm going to ask you this. I, I could ask you the same thing about same DK question, Metcalf yeah, and about it, or Adams. You, well, I mean, question. yeah, or Adams. Yeah, I, I well, I'm asking you because I, I have him as my number one, Tyreek. Oh, I know, but if you're telling me Tyreek's done, like, what did he do that is so much more amazing than he's done in the last couple of years? You know what I mean? Nothing. Devonta Adams, same he's thing. Had a great nothing except year. He's not saying that he had a bad year. He's just saying that you could ask that same question that you just asked Antonio. For the for the other five receivers that we have listed, I mean that we have listed as well. Yeah, but I mean Jefferson was a rookie. He came out and had what six or seven. I think he's he's tied for the league in hundred yard games. Yeah, but there's no guarantee that he's going to have five six years with Kirk Cousins. 
I, I, I don't want him to have five or six years with Kirk Cousins. I hope exactly. That then he's gonna have then Cousins. he's gonna have a rookie or maybe somebody else. And but he's we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. Tyree Kill is gonna have Tyree Kill is gonna have another four to five elite years with Patrick Mahomes. That hey, I mean to me, that, I he's mean, going to. But like you just said, Travis Kelsey is there. Mahomes spreads the ball around. You need Mahomes to get forty plus touchdowns every year. If you think Tyreek Hill is going to be able to get you double digit, and while Mahomes is a person that can do that every single year, then you got to hope he's getting the targets to back it up, and he is. But I love Justin Jefferson right now. They're four to five years younger. DK Metcalf is able to do exactly what Tyreek Hill can do. Uh, it's not. It's not. Hey, it's, we're splitting hairs. But let me just tell you this: Tyreek Hill is about to have his career high targets. So can I trust that next year he's just going to keep setting career highs? Who is doing something? What do you mean? I hear it's someone's uh, oh, vacuuming. Sorry, that'd be my wife. Oh, man, because that's super loud. I'll have to... How about... Yeah, well, you're going to have to mute for a second. <laughs> She's the worst. All right. Well, let me just leave you with this real quick. So Tyreek Hill's gotten double-digit touchdowns twice in his five years, which is right now. Besides that, he didn't have over seven. Uh, and he also has never had more than 140 targets. I could see DK Metcalf and Justin Jefferson both doing that. Um, obviously, he's maybe we're hoping that this is a new Mahomes, and that's how they're going to do things. But that's what I want to say at that moment while I meet myself. Yeah, uh, I think I think all three lists are great. I mean, you got you got a bunch of great players on the all listed. In, Wait, I think she finished. I'm interrupting you because I didn't finish yet. All right. Sorry. So Tyreek Hill, he's going to be 27. And then Stefan Diggs is going to be 27 years old. But we just saw what amazing things he could do having a career year with Josh Allen. If this continues and he's on pace for 160 targets every single year, I might have to put him over Tyreek Hill too. Eric, I'm not hating. I really am not hating on Tyreek Hill. He's freaking amazing. But if all of these guys can produce nearly 1,500 yards and 10 touchdowns, I want to go youth. That's just the way I'm looking at it for right now. Um, it's definitely going to be a conversation into the offseason. This is going to change a lot. Uh, I round up my top 12 with DeAndre Swift. I loved him coming out just like Eric did, um, just like Eric said with J.K. Dobbins. I loved Swift coming out. He was my second uh, running back, and then he went to Detroit. So I didn't like it. I hated it. Uh, I've been proved wrong. I just looked today. He had double-digit touchdowns, uh, over a thousand total yards. The guy barely even played. He wasn't even on the field that much. Adrian Peterson took too much. Carrion Johnson took too much. Matt Patricia just sucks. I really like DeAndre Swift. Traded for him yesterday. I was pretty excited about that. Yeah, we just gotta let the uh, offseason play out, and I guarantee this list uh, changes at least thirty more times before uh, September. Oh yeah. Yeah, it will. Um, surprisingly, none of us had MT. Uh, Michael Thomas on our top twelve. Uh, it, it all comes down to Breeze. Right. To me. It all it all stems down to Breeze. Um, and I mean, he same thing with Zeke. He really didn't have an impact this year. So depends all how he comes back and next year if he's not injured and if he can produce again. I'm sure they both will, but right. Right, and you you had Henry in your top twelve. Uh, he was sixteenth for me. I didn't see where it was for Eric, but is that because he's going to be twenty eight or twenty seven any day now? And you know, as great as he can be, can he do it more than another year or two? I think he could do it for another three, three years. Wow. With that, I might have to move him up if that's what the case would be. Yeah. Um, but that's 
yeah, that's our top 12 right now. So we just wanted to just dabble a little bit in that. Uh, as I said, we're going to keep moving on with this throughout the offseason. There is so much to talk about, so much to consume. Uh, so get your notepads ready. Get your ears ready. Uh, there's going to be a lot coming at you, especially from the Mafia this season. Did you, um, did you guys see that WAB uh, um, wrestling match in uh, Tulsa, uh, Tulsa, Mississippi oh, State game? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, today I got my Notre Dame hat on where, you know, you, Keen and I were about to watch Notre Dame play uh, against Alabama. But yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a game as long as they can cover the 19 and a half, I'll feel better. Yeah, I'll no be way, happy. They're going to win. I'll be happy. No, <laughs> yeah. honestly, honestly, no, they're, they're probably going to lose, but I'll be happy if they lose by under ni- less than 19 points. <laughs> yeah, it really look will. a lot better. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Armed Forces Bowl, Mississippi State and Tulsa, that just – it was I, very disheartening to watch. Um, there's no reason for, if nobody saw it, I encourage you to go look at it. Um, just because it was nonsense. Um, a lot of punches were thrown, kicks were thrown. Uh, people were hitting helmets. Like I just, you're punching helmets. I don't know. Fun stuff. (laughs) People get assault for that kind of stuff in the world. So hopefully there's a punishment. You know, like I said, Keenan, we were talking beforehand. That is one, something that made me mad is the conference, uh, I think tweeted out or put a statement that they're going to see look at everything and review it to see if any discipline's necessary. And it's like, what do you mean? How are you going to review this? Like what else needs to happen? Does someone need to like get their like killed on the field for them to finally say, Oh, discipline's going to happen. Like you had teams and coaches and everybody was just literally throwing punches at each other. Yeah. The state uh, troopers on the field. <laughs> yeah. You had state troopers like literally had to, had to take care of things. One guy got taken out from his teammates. Like, I don't know. That was that was very disappointing to see. So hopefully we have uh, better bowl games today. Um, it's going to be interesting. Go Irish. Go Irish. And uh, with that, everybody, happy new year. Thanks again for listening. Hopefully you had some good championship games this weekend. Hope, last weekend. Hopefully you have none this weekend. If you, if do, you, do, have some, last, if you do have some this weekend, best of luck. Yeah. And it's your last, hopefully your last time being in that league. Because yeah. you should be in a week 16 for the reason think, of the Chiefs yeah. sitting. Uh, Eric, anything to close us out? Have fun. Have fun. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Mafia out.